This is the Rod Langway Fan Club. Welcome, everybody, to the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast. I am your host, Jeff Roman, joined by two playoff performers, Mark Chechnita. Well, I will admit I've kind of been dogging it through the regular season, but I'm fired up and ready to go. It's playoff time, baby. And John Snowden. Yeah, I feel a little extra grizzled this year. It's our season finale show, and we've got a great lineup planned. As always, we have the mailbag. Ask the commission. You can ask Commissioner Jeff Rollman anything you like. Get your emails or tweets in anytime during the broadcast, and we'll try and fit them in. The sun is set on the NHL's regular season. We're going to break down every single first-round matchup of the NHL playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? And thank you to Coach Jim Mora. We are talking about playoffs. Yeah, and uh, this year we've got a little extra help. Um, John Snowden, always the innovator, always looking for new ideas for the show. He's really come up with a doozy this time. Yeah, um, I went on eBay and I, I found a little computer assistant for us. He's going he's gonna to give us a hand with some of our playoff predictions here. This is the Prognostatron 2000. Uh, I don't believe it was from the year 2000. I think it's about circa 1977, but uh, it was Bauer's brief foray into making computers. Yeah, cutting edge in its day. Wow, this thing is a beast, John. It's taken up uh, even more room than the bubble machine last show. I feel yeah. like it's a few degrees hotter in here as well, but that's okay, I suppose. Yeah, sure. Part, parts of it were actually taken from the bubble machine. When I first took it out of the package, uh, it needed a little help with some of its components. So. Wow. Yeah, yeah we, are, we are eco-friendly here at the Rod that's Langway right. Fan Club podcast. Cool. We embrace technology. Should we fire this thing up? Yeah, so I guess we gotta plug her in and uh, dust her off a little bit. All right, sounds like she's humming and ready to go. Where are we gonna start, guys? Well, I think we should probably ask. He's got he's got a soundtrack function here. Oh really? Yeah, it's built just, in. Yeah, you turn this knob, and I guess he spits out some music. I think he's got some for uh, each of the two conferences, east and west. All right. So we'll let him pick. Or sure. Her. I'm not sure if it's a him or her actually. They. They. I they will should, pick. They will pick. Okay, let's hear it. I recognize that song. That is Go West by the Village People. Yeah, so we must start out in the Western Conference. Where are we going to start? Well, let's start at the top. I think we should look at uh, what could be a pretty interesting series between the Calgary Flames and the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, what a year for Calgary. Yes, lots of firepower up front. I do think that uh, we're going to see a lot of goals in this series. It's going to be a fun one. Look at those two teams top line. Sure, although if we're talking about top lines, I think the biggest question mark for Colorado right now is the health of Miko Rantanen. Um, it looks like he might miss the beginning of this series, and that could be crucial for them. They will need him. It was huge they got uh, Landeskog back. Yes, absolutely massive. Uh, it's going to be a big question mark, though. Can the Colorado firepower keep up with that of the Calgary Flames? I'm not so sure. Scorching hot Calgary Flames, yeah. What a line they've got with Goudreau, Monaghan, and Lindholm together for most of the season, just wreaking havoc across the league. That's right, and I love the two-way play of Michael Backlund. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, they've had a lot of depth uh, contributions from from guys like that. Uh, Derek Ryan has been great. Uh, Jan Mike Jankowski has also contributed a little bit. And how about Mark Giordano? He's a front runner for the Norris, according to a lot of 
experts. That's right. I cannot wait to see what Tatuk will do. Yeah. I imagine he'll get into the heads of the uh, Avalanche. Yeah, that guy's built for the playoffs. Yep. So, I mean, who has the, the edge uh, between the pipes? That's Ooh. a big question. Yeah, that's the biggest question, I think, uh, going into this series. Well, both teams have two goalies that saw quite a bit of action this season. Um, I think going into the playoffs, it looks like the Flames might start with Riddich. But Mike Smith might have been the better goalie in the past few months. So some questions there for Calgary. Who would you start? I think I would go with Riddich. Like you said, he's been sort of better throughout the bulk of the season. And I think bringing Mike Smith off the bench, the vet, if need be, is probably the better bet. Yeah. And Grubauer basically took over the net in Colorado. I mean, he was barely an NHL-caliber goalie for the first half of the season, so that was quite a pleasant surprise for the Avalanche right when they needed it. Okay, so, um, and what about um, the coaching, John? You wanted to acknowledge the coaching. Yeah, well, I mean, who has got the edge there? I, I think that uh, the well-respected Bill Peters has had quite a run in Calgary, really te- turned that team around. So can he get it done in the playoffs? I guess we will see. Yeah, I mean, it's important to manage your lines well, keep everyone fresh. Uh, playoff hockey is a lot more demanding. So um, the Flames did get a nice chance to rest players down the stretch. That might be a factor as well. Yeah. All right, well, let's get to our, our picks here. Um, I don't think that you can overlook the Colorado Avalanche, but I'm going to say the Calgary Flames are going to win the first round matchup. Yeah. Uh, how many games? Um, I, would, I would say six games. I have a lot of questions about Calgary's goaltending, and I just love the Avalanche's top-tier talent, but with Rantanen's health in question, I have to go with the Flames. Um, but I think the Avalanche can take it to seven, so Flames in seven. Yeah, I mean, I agree. The Flames, I think it's going to be a lot easier than that, though. I think I'm going to pick the Flames in five. So, uh, And let's go to our trusty machine here. Yeah, I'm just punching some stuff in. Okay, enter in the calculations. Yeah, there's a couple cards here. Okay, but I think we're ready to go. Okay, rip it off, John. What yeah. does that say? Uh, it says Atlanta. Atlanta Flames. Atlanta Flames? <laughs> Has well, this thing been updated? I, in? Think, I think they mean Calgary. Calgary Flames. Okay. Calgary Flames. Uh, yeah, it's an old computer, but uh, I think its brains are still intact. All right. Well, the calculations were made. I trust yes. them. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, we'll see how uh, the computer does here. So next up, we have the Nashville Predators versus the Dallas Stars. What do we want to say about these guys? Well, the Nashville Predators, I mean, they had a good year. They locked up the division, but it wasn't until the last day of the regular season. But I still feel like this team really hasn't been firing on, on all cylinders this season. Yeah, they have a bit of a pop gun offense. Uh, their leading scorer, Ryan Johansson, had 64 points. If you look around the league, 64 points is not that impressive. Um, to be fair, they get a lot of their offense from the back end. But even there, uh, P.K. Subad handed off season. And uh, other than Roman Yossi, none of those defenders have looked as dangerous as they have in previous seasons. Yeah, I mean, this was the team that won the President's Trophy last year, let's not forget. So I would say, all in all, kind of a disappointing season. But, of course, playoff hockey is a different beast altogether. So can these guys get it done against the Dallas Stars team? Yeah, they're going to need lots of goals from uh, Arvidsson and Forsberg. Yeah. And, I mean, one thing I would mention is that I think last year, the goaltending, we would have said, well, Pekka Rinne is definitely uh, the, the better of the two goaltenders. But this year, you could make a, a strong argument that Ben Bishop has been the better goalie. Well, He's I mean, been great this year. He yeah. could win the Vezina. He's got a sub two goals against average. I think it was 1.98 and a save percentage of 934. Those are crazy good numbers in a, in a year where there was a lot of offense. Yeah. Problem with Bishop, though, has always been injuries. We've yeah. talked about it before. 
He yeah. did wrap up the regular season with a shutout, though, so uh, maybe he's back in form. And yeah. if he is, I think Dallas could really make this an interesting series. Yeah. We've talked a lot about that top line. It got him into the playoffs, and uh, it can do some damage. For sure. Radulov has been great. Uh, Sagan had a good good final game of the year. Um, Jamie yeah. Benn's a warrior. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, some of the secondary scoring has been okay, too. Uh, Rupe Hintz has uh, kind of emerged as a, as a threat on the second line. Yeah, they still got Yanmark and Spezza. And I don't mind that D in Dallas. Uh, I think it's a little underrated. Yeah, obviously headed by John Klingberg, and they've added uh, S.L. Lindell and Miro Haskin in this year. So um, those are nice additions. Obviously doesn't match up against Nashville's big four there. Not even close. I think Nashville really needs those guys they picked up at the trade line deadline to make a few more contributions. Yeah, Wayne Simmons has been pretty quiet since being acquired. Uh, I expected bigger things from him, especially on the power play. And Granlin um, hasn't really done much. Yeah, this is a 70-point guy. It um, takes time for you guys to adjust, though, you know. It might happen for them in the first round. This might be a good opportunity. Yeah. All right, so who are we picking here? I think, boys, I'm going to go with uh, the Predators. Predators in, I'm going to say six again. Yeah, I think the Preds will take it. Uh, they're only going to need five games. I think they're going to start waking up. It's playoff time, and they've been waiting for this moment. I think I'm going to go upset here. Are you? I think I am. I think that the Dallas Stars, they've really hit their stride right here at the end. And I think they're just going to continue on and, and just outscore the Nashville Predators. I'm going to say uh, Dallas in six. Yeah, they've basically been playing playoff hockey for the last month. And we'll go to the prognosticator. Yeah, just uh, finishing up. So. Prognostatron, I believe. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay, here it comes. Okay. Um, uh, Minnesota. Oh, the Minnesota North Stars. The Minnesota North okay. Stars. Okay, well, I think what I know that what that means. Well, the, the Dallas, Dallas Stars, okay. right? Yes, so that's you're right. 1980, yeah. Okay, Interesting. sure. Okay, well, I can see computer it. agrees with me. Computer agrees with you. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we have what I think is going to be the most exciting series in the West. We've got the San Jose Sharks versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, last season, the Vegas Golden Knights put the Sharks out. This year, they split the season series 2-2, but the Sharks outscored the Knights 18-10. should be noted, though, that the Knights won the most recent matchup, and uh, a lot of Sharks fans are scared of this matchup. This is not what they wanted to see in the first round. Yes, Vegas is no pushover. It is going to be a tough matchup for them. Um, I'm just going to start right off with Marc-Andre Fleury. Yes, he's going to be the big difference maker. He could be. I mean, I mean, I think that that's their biggest advantage at any position is in the goaltending position. And uh, what a playoff vet he is. What it lights out last year in the playoffs all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, I'd be nervous if I were the Sharks with Martin Jones. Yeah, he has not been very good this season. And uh, Aaron Dell, when called upon, hasn't been much better. So this is the biggest concern for the Sharks. They've got all this firepower, but can they keep the puck out of their own net? Yeah, both of these teams have incredible forward depth. Look at the Sharks. I mean, they've got so many contributors. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, you got Joe Pavelski, you have Logan Couture, uh, Timo Meyer has been great this year. Thomas, Thomas Hurdle. Hurdle. Yeah, absolutely. Look at Brent Burns. I mean, the guy had, what, uh, 82 points? 82 points. 83 points. Led the team in scoring. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. And, of course, they've got Nyquist at the trade deadline. Uh, Don Scoy. Yeah, Evander Van Kane had 30 goals this Joe year. Thornton. And Joe Thornton. Yeah. But I think the name that's most important we haven't said it yet is Eric Carlson. He came back at the end of the regular season, and if he can play like Eric Carlson can play, watch out. Well, I mean, we said that uh, you know Vegas had the advantage between the pipes, but I think if you're looking at D, 
there's no question San Jose has the advantage there. Yeah, massive. Yeah. And of course, the Vegas, uh, they're hoping that uh, Stone has a great playoff. Yeah, that was a massive pickup for them. Um, he's good both in the offensive zone, but especially on defense. Uh, one of the league leaders in takeaways every season. So that's going to be huge in the playoffs as well. Yep, and they've got Stastny and Pacioretty, and of course that uh, top line with Wild Bill Carlson and Marceau and Riley. Riley Smith. Yeah, Riley Smith was a lot better in the second half of the season. Yeah. And they've got Tuck as well. Yeah, Alex Tuck, he's a, he's a nice guy. You can tuck it in at the key moments. That's right. Well, I think we've gone through pretty much the entire roster of both teams, so what's yeah. it going to be, guys? Yeah. Who's going to take the series? Oh, this is a really tough call. I think I'm just really looking forward to this series, but I'm going to go with the Vegas... Golden Knights in seven. Yeah, I think the goaltending will make the difference as well. I think the Golden Knights actually take it in six games. Six, okay. Yeah, this is the toughest one for me. I, I think I'm going to just go San Jose because of their back end, guys. I think Carlson, like we've when we last saw him in the playoffs, when he was playing for Ottawa, what a monster he was then. If he can even be a fraction as good as he was then, watch out. That was a few injuries ago, though, John. That's true. That is true. But uh, I think he could be a big difference. So maker. you're saying Sharks I'm in... I'm going to say Sharks in seven. Seven. Yeah. So. Okay, and the... Yeah. Prognostatron. Prognostatron. Let's turn this over a little bit. Okay. All right. What's it say there, John? California Golden Seals is what we've got from the California Golden Seals. Well, that's a reference to the old team in Northern California, so that oh, okay. has to be uh, a sign of that. It's so like the, the Sharks. sharks is I think win. it's probably the Sharks, I right? I think he's Golden Seals. I think he's talking about Vegas Golden Seals. Oh, oh, that is a little bit that. ambiguous, uh, then, isn't it? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Well, all right. Well, I guess the computer is as confused as we are about yeah, this. Yeah, it's series. a tough one. It's, it's a tough too one. Too close to call it. Yeah. Okay. Apparently. I think he's taking a little from column A and a little yeah, from column B. Yeah, that's right. Gotta hedge your bets. Yeah. Yeah. He's cheating a little bit. This is not bit. the technology okay. that we paid for, but I guess we'll take it. Yeah. And our last series in the West, we have the Winnipeg Jets versus the St. Louis Blues. What a second half the St. Louis Blues have had. Yeah, and on the flip side of that, the Jets have really sputtered of late. Uh, they lost the division lead, and uh, they've been pretty cold, uh, battling some injuries as well, right, John? Yes, that's right. I mean, it was not a great end to the season, uh, but we did have some injuries, and it seems like everyone will be healthy by game one, or certainly for the series. So I think the Jets are looking to bounce back a little bit from a questionable end to the season. Well, what about Josh Morrissey, though? Is he going to be good to go? They're saying good to go for game one, and uh, I think as our they listeners know, yes, he is probably our most important defenseman, so... Yeah, and Buff has been dealing with a lot of injuries. Yeah. It's good that he's back. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the top-end talent is there for Winnipeg. There's no doubt about it. That first line of Shifley, Wheeler, and Connor is outstanding. Um, but I think the secondary scoring is going to be what they really need to push through in this series here. Yeah, they need uh, Ehlers, and they need their uh, trade deadline. Hayes. That would be great. And, of course, we would like to see a little more production from one Patrick Laine, who has been fairly invisible for stretch for large stretches of this season. Yeah, I mean, he still got 30 goals. He did, but people were trying to say that he was going to get 40 or even 50 this year. So. No, it was a disappointing season, Very, no doubt. Yeah. But, you know, the way goal scorers are, they're streaking. If he catches fire at the right time, it could be massive for the Jets. That's right. And what about the Blues forward group? Tarasenko had, a, had an up-and-down season as well, but luckily for them, he's hitting his up right at the right time. He's been pretty good down the stretch. Yeah, right when they needed him. Um, he was a big part of them rising up in the standings. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly's been a constant That's throughout right. the year. That's right. What they got player. him in the offseason, and yeah. he's been great in St. Louis. Yeah, selkie candidate. Well, he does it everywhere and all the time. 
shorthanded power play, big face off in the defensive zone. Yeah. He does everything. He's yeah. been great for them. And Braden Shen, I think he's a good character player. I could see him having a good playoff. Well, I think that's a bit of an understatement. I mean, he's a he's a 60, 70 point guy. He's he's been really good since they got him from Philly a few years back. And we got to talk about the rookie in net, Jordan Binnington. What a season. Well, he helped them turn their fortunes right around. Um, huge. Without him, they probably wouldn't be uh, in this playoff series. No, Jake Allen did his best to scuttle the chances of the Blues early. But uh, since Bennington took over, it's been a completely different team. They're playing with a lot more confidence. Who's got the advantage in net? Well, I mean, I would personally say probably Winnipeg does, just because Connor Hellebuck has a season of experience under him. Bennington is a young kid. It'll be his first crack at the, the playoffs. So I would give Winnipeg the advantage. But, you know, if he manages to maintain this play, you never know. I don't know if I agree with that. I think Bennington's been the hotter goalie down the stretch. I know Hellebuck's kind of righted the ship a little bit, but overall it's been a pretty uneven season for him. Yeah. And St. Louis, their, their defense is a bit underrated. Yeah, I don't know if they're underrated necessarily. Um, I think they've had a pretty good year. I mean, Vince Dunn has emerged as a guy, and of course they have Alex Petrangelo, who is one of the best in the game. He had a bit of an uneven season as well, but has really come on of late, and uh, yeah, we'll see how they how well they match up against Winnipeg's back end. Yeah, I still think Winnipeg has a, an edge in that department, but again, that depends on Morrissey and Bufflin. Will yeah. they be back into proper form? Because at their peak, they're both outstanding defensemen. All right, well, let's get to the picks. Yeah, this is a tough one. A lot of question marks oh, in this series, it is. I think. Yeah. It is. My, my head is telling me that the Blues are going to win this, but in my heart, I kind of think the Jets are going to pull this one out. Um, I'm going to say Jets in seven. Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this because I was really bullish on the Jets the entire season, but what I've seen recently has really put some doubt into my mind, and St. Louis is the opposite. They've looked great. Uh, I think i got to go with a hot hand here. Blues in seven. And John, this is your team, buddy. Yeah, well, I, I can't go against my team. And, you know, I have seen flashes of them, even in the last month, of what they looked like last season um, throughout the regular season and in the playoffs. And I think if they can find that form, even just for a few games, it'll be enough to push them over the top in this series. So I'm going to say Jets, Jets in six. Okay. And let's hit the uh, <laughs> prognosticator. Yeah. Prognostitron, do your thing. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, well, he says Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg Jets? Yeah. Now, does he mean the old Winnipeg Jets? Well, does it matter? Well, yeah, I could. guess it doesn't matter. Could, yeah. could That's be. a good question, though. Thank That's you. a good question. Well, at least it didn't say the Atlanta Thrashers. That's true. That's true. That's true. That would have been a bit of a sore spot for most Winnipeg fans, I think. Yeah. Okay, well, that's it for the West. Um, I'll, I'll turn the knob here, and uh, we'll move on over to the East. I do not recognize that song, and what does it have to do with the East? That was just a strange interlude, wasn't it? No, no, no. Um, well, I, you know, I've been working on my German a little bit. That was a Rote Flager, hmm. which is uh, an old uh, East German Air Force song. Okay. So I think he's just sort of signifying that it's time to move over to the East. Okay. Not what I would have chosen, but I guess we'll trust the technology on this one. Yeah. Well, if we are talking about the Eastern Conference, we have to begin with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, they won the President's Trophy 
for the team with the best regular season record, and they also tied an NHL record for most wins in the season. Yeah, that record was held by the 1995-96 Detroit Red Wings. Now, it should be mentioned that this was pre-shootout era. Uh, the Red Wings that season had seven ties, and you got to think that if they had gone to the shootout seven times, they would have picked up a few wins there, but still, great season for the Lightning. Yes, this is a team with really no weaknesses at all. Um, it does seem like it's their cup to lose. How do they match up against Columbus? Well, I think they have the advantage in every category. Uh, the one question right now, though, is the health of Victor Hedman. Um, it's not certain that he'll start the series. It looks like he will get in there at some point, but uh, if he's out, then Columbus might have a chance. Yeah, you look at that uh, Tampa Bay team. What a season by Kucherov. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, I think he's probably a shoe-in for the Hart Trophy at this point. 128 points. The last player to do that was Mario Lemieux. Mm. So it's been a long time. What an outstanding season for him. And great to see Steve Stamkos back. Looking yeah. like the old Stammer. Sure. Uh, it's nice to see it in the regular season. I still haven't seen it from him in the playoffs. And that's going to be a big factor in them making a deep run, I think. Can he perform? Yep. But luckily this season, I mean, we've seen the emergence of Braden Point. So even if Stammers doesn't, you know, can't quite get it done, they got Point, uh, and what a, what a great guy to have there. That's right, and it's been a while since the team had three 40-goal scores. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And then, of course, we've got to talk about Annette Vasilevsky. Um, how does he compare against Bobrovsky, though? I like him more than Bobrovsky. I think he's uh, a little more steady in the sense that he's not such an up-and-down guy. Um, he's been excellent the whole year except for that brief period where he was hurt of course but Bobrovsky is such a hot and cold guy you just never know what you're going to get. That's right he led the league with nine shutouts this season. Yes which is an impressive stat for sure I would give Vasilevsky the edge for Tibay. Any chance of an upset here? Columbus made a lot of uh, moves at the trade deadline and they just squeezed into the playoffs. Yes they did and good for them because it would have been a disaster had they not. Um, I would say if you're a Tibay Lightning fan You'd probably rather be playing Carolina or Montreal had they made it in. Because um, on paper, you know, Columbus is a dangerous squad. They are. They have a lot of talent. Uh, they roll four lines. Um, they have some good veteran presence as well. Uh, Brandon Dubinsky, um, Nick Foligno, these guys are fourth liners who, who can be big contributors in the playoffs. Um, but I just think Tampa Bay has way too much firepower for them. Yeah, let's, uh, let's do the picks here because I'm going to say lightning in five. Yeah, um, I think that's probably about right. I think Columbus will probably steal the third or the fourth game, um, but Lightning will be too strong and take it in five. Um, yeah, I agree. The Lightning, I'm going to just say in six, I think maybe there might be a point in the series where T-Bay takes their foot off the gas for a little bit. That's uh, the first round. Maybe they're not quite ready, but, but yeah, I see them getting through fairly easily. And what does the machine say? Yeah, um, let's see here. Prognostatron 2000. Cleveland Barons. Uh, Cleveland Barons. I haven't heard that name in a while. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. yeah, an old franchise, right? The last franchise in Ohio before the Blue Jackets. So they're going so Columbus. They're going Columbus. They're wow, big upset. Yeah. Well, that's nutty. I don't know about this machine. I'm really starting to have my doubts now. Machine like so. Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski and some of the... The Breadman. Yeah. The Breadman. is the Breadman. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, Washington Capitals, Carolina Hurricanes. Yes, the Washington Capitals, the defending Stanley Cup champions, and the former team of our namesake, Rod Langway. Now, let's not forget that Rod Langway saved this franchise. That's what he did. 
Yeah, very important man to this franchise. Uh, we've got a bust of him right over there. And a jersey behind us yeah. as well. So, Signed uh, jersey. Well, sure. Yeah. I think the Capitals look great going into this series, but I have to say I'm really proud of the Carolina Hurricanes for breaking their streak of missing the playoffs. Yeah, it was a great season for a lot of players. Uh, Sebastian Ajo, Tuvo Taravainen were a nice one-two punch. Um, the goaltending, which looked like a major weakness, ended up being a, a source of strength down the stretch. Uh, the two-headed goaltending monster, Peter Mrazek. Jeff, you want to tell us about their other goaltender? Well, Curtis Mack. I'm a yeah. big fan of Curtis Mack. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he was good. Yeah, yeah, good goaltending. And I like the defense. Yeah, I like their defense. Uh, of course, adding Dougie Hamilton last year, he had a great second half. Um, Jacob Slavin is a great uh, defensive defenseman, uh, a little two-way guy as well. Yeah, Justin um, Falk. Justin Falk, good on uh, the power play. One note, though, is Calvin DeHaan is out for the year, and he was probably the most studied defensive defenseman, so that could hurt them. Yeah, and they've got Mr. Game 7, Justin Williams. Yep, that's right. I mean, great guy to have in the playoffs, especially when you're an underdog. That's right, but you look at Washington, and once again, Alexander Ovechkin hits 50. 51. Yep, Rocket yep. Richard Trophy once again. Yeah, well, it's just uh, a matter of course now, it seems, right? Yeah, and Backstrom and Kuznetsov just keep on doing it. Yeah. Um, I think one of the big questions for Washington, though, will be um, Holpe and Nett. Yeah, he's really been up and down this season, and uh, if he's not up to par, um, I'm not sure if they can rely on Phoenix Copley to come in and spell him, so that could be the one area that's scary for them. Yeah, now he had a rough regular season last year, and he completely turned it around the playoffs, and they won the Cup. Yeah, he sure did. And it's nice that they were able to get John Carlson back for another playoff run. Um, so basically, the team is intact. I do wonder if there won't be a little Barry Trotz deficit this year. He is with now with the New York Islanders. So are we going to see a different team in the playoffs this year? Yeah, uh, they really miss Trotz. Reardon's done pretty well coaching there this year. He has. Yeah, yeah I don't think it will be that big of a factor in the first round. They're just clearly the better team here. So picks? I'm going to say the Washington Capitals in six. I think you're being generous to the Carolina Hurricanes. I don't think they even win a game here. Caps in four. Yeah, I have to agree. The Caps are going to win here. I'm going to say five. I think Carolina steals one. No more surges, then. No more surges. No. no. Surge, purge. Okay. Well, what's the uh, computer say? Numbers. Whoa, is that thing smoking? I'm yeah, picking up a strange odor. Yeah, what is that? What's going on? It's fit in the paper. Uh, yeah. Oof. Okay. Uh, well, it says the Hartford Whalers. Jeff, what do you think about that? Huh? What? What's up? I was just thinking. What are you thinking about, Jeff? The 1988-89 Hartford Whalers. Playoff performers? Not exactly. They got swept by the Montreal Canadiens. But you know who was a performer? Who's that? Dave Babbage. Yeah, six points in four games. Fought like a lion. Dave Babbage. Sounds like a vegetable.
Okay, uh, Jeff, are you okay? Uh, you're yeah, ready to sorry. Go? Sorry about that. I don't know what happened there, if it was the smoke or what. Yeah, I don't know. It just late recently, we've all had a bit of problems, but... Uh, yeah, is it okay, John? Yeah, well, the computer seems to be... The lights are on, they're flashing. Uh, it seems like it's good to go. Just a little blip. Okay, well, then we should carry on. And let's move to what I think is going to be a fantastic series as my Toronto Maple Leafs take on the Bruins of Boston. Old rivalry here. Boston has seemed to be uh, their kryptonite, the Toronto Maple Leafs kryptonite. Oh. They give us Leaf fans nightmares. Yeah. Yeah, you must be curled up in the fetal position at this point, just anticipating yet another disappointment. Well, I don't know if I would go that far. I think the Leafs stack up pretty well against Boston. Really? Yeah, I do. I think that the matchup to watch will be in goal, where uh, the Leafs got Freddie Anderson and the Bruins have Tuka Rask. Okay, I mean, I think you could argue either side of that. Uh, both of those goalies, when they're good, they're really good, but they've both had some valleys in their season as well. Yeah, I mean, Rask obviously has the playoff experience, so you got to give him the edge there, but I think on the whole, Freddie Anderson probably had the better season. While the Leafs are going to be really relying on Freddie Anderson, in fact, I don't think that they could ever beat Boston without Freddie, you know, standing on his head, basically. Yeah, um, you guys have a lot of scoring, obviously. Um, Austin Matthews, John Tavares had an amazing first season with the Leafs. He was everything he was expected to be. Mitch Marner, wow, what a revelation he's been as well. Um, I'm just a little worried about the back end. Yes, I mean, that has been the one problem when, when we talk about Toronto, we talk about their defense. Of course, they got Muzzin. Is that going to be enough? Oh, we will see. Um, thankfully, they're healthy going into the playoffs. Yes, right. They got Jake Gartner back and Dermot back. So, is that enough to uh, stop the firepower of the Boston Bruins? Especially yeah. that top line? We'll see. I mean, uh, Boston's got a very solid defense. Charlie McAvoy and Krug, and of course, the ageless wonders, you know, Chara. Yeah. Well... I wonder how much he has left in the tank, actually. I think uh, he's slowing down in this time of year. Uh, they're going to have to watch his minutes, I think. Who do you think's got better forward depth? No, I would give it to the Leafs. You'd probably give it to the Leafs, I, I would agree. But I think um, as far as sort of two-way play goes um, from your forward group, you've got to give that to the Boston Bruins. Yeah, Patrice Bergeron is one of the best players in the league and probably the best two-way player other than Sidney Crosby right now. And what a season by David Pasternak. He yeah. was amazing. Yeah. And then Brad Marchant hits the century mark. Yes, that's amazing. An amazing accomplishment for a guy who maybe four years ago, we didn't think he was much more than a pest out there. Yeah. Do you think he'll lick anybody this series? No, I hope so. Well, <laughs> it's the Leafs. you got to get at least a couple licks in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't forget about Jake, son of Louis DeBrusque. Uh, he had a great second half. And, you know, he's a first-round pick who's finally starting to show why he was made a high pick. Yeah, and uh, will the addition of Charlie Coyle be relevant at all in this series? Yeah, mm. it's, it's, he might. Maybe a little depth, you know, couldn't hurt. That's right, and they've got uh, Krejci. Krejci, yeah, yeah. Nice uh, depth centerman there. All right, so uh, who are you guys choosing? I'm going to go, my head says Boston. My heart obviously says the Maple Leafs. And I'm going to say this is the year that we slay the dragon. Uh, Maple Leafs in seven. Uh, I've already said this to you before off the air, Jeff, but uh, I think the your team will be on the golf course in about two weeks. Uh, <laughs> Boston in six playoff experience, and just their top-end players are more reliable in both ends. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jeff. I know you, you picked my team with the Winnipeg Jets, but I can't really return the favor here. I just think that, you know, that top line's so good, Bergeron's so good, Marchand's so good. I think it's going to be too much again, and they do have home ice advantage, so I'm going to go Boston. Bruins, I'm going to say in seven games, or at least I hope it goes to seven, because that will be fun. Okay, and our yeah, okay. prognostatron, well, I see Jeff looking at it 
Hopefully. Yeah. Nervously, perhaps. A little weird here. Um, let's see. <clears throat> well, uh, it says the New England Patriots. Whoa, wrong sport. Yeah. Well, Way if off. you're picking a winner, though, it's a pretty safe bet. I think. Safe that's true. Bet. Yeah, maybe. That's true. They always win. Must yeah. be a reference to the Boston Bruins. I would though. think okay. that's where they're going with this, but uh, yeah, okay. They've done enough winning. The Red Sox won. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it'd be nice to see that uh, city take a loss once in a while. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's something wrong with this machine. Could be. Could be. Well, let's move on here. We have the surprising New York Islanders versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, equally surprising that they had to fight so hard just to get into the playoffs. Yeah, they don't have home ice. That goes to the New York Islanders. What do we think? Yeah, the Islanders have been one of the biggest stories of this season. Uh, what a year. I still don't know if they're going to have what it takes to beat the Penguins. Yeah, they don't have a lot of playoff experience on that roster. Um, they did fade a little bit down the stretch, giving up the division lead at the end. Um, and the goaltending was really good for most of the year, but neither of these goalies have done anything in the playoffs yet. So another area of concern, I think. Yeah, a lot of question marks behind this team, but we mentioned uh, Barry Trotz when we were talking about the Caps, and he does not have too many question marks. Um, probably the, the front runner for the Jack Adams Coach of the Year Award. Um, and he does have a lot of experience playing the Pittsburgh Penguins in the playoffs. Yes, that's right. Now, he's, he took a team that last season under Doug Waite, they allowed the most goals. Mm -hmm. And this season, they win the Jennings Trophy for fewest goals allowed. So this team is built on defense, which you make you think that they're ready for the playoffs. Well, they're going to get a real test facing some of the top snipers in the league. Sidney Crosby, uh, Evgeny Malkin is back healthy, which is huge for Pittsburgh. Phil Kessel's been a little bit quiet, but you know he can snipe them. And Jake Getzel with his first 40-goal season. That's right, yeah. 40 goals. What a and here's great, a guy who's yeah. played well in the playoffs. Not just well in the playoffs. I mean, he's been amazing in the playoffs. So, yeah, watch out uh, if you're the New York Islanders. What about the back end well, for Pittsburgh? Again, health finally has been achieved. Uh, Chris Letang is a difference maker out there. And if he's good to go, then I like Pittsburgh's chances. And Justin Schultz is a nice player, too, and he's been looking pretty decent re recently. And Murray's found his game down yeah, the stretch. Yeah, Murray's been playing very, very well, right when they need him most. Yeah, in our last show, I thought Pittsburgh would miss the playoffs because of Matt Murray, but, well, he proved me wrong. Uh, he was really good down the stretch, and he kind of carried the, a patchwork defense core to a playoff spot. What about the Islanders forwards? They've got Barzell, Everly, Lee. Yeah, uh, Brock Nelson. Um, is that enough? Well, on paper you would think, no, but they've done well all season. Um, I mean, a lot is riding on Matt Barzell's shoulders. We said this at the start of the year. He managed to, to play pretty well, but I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be enough in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm going to... This, this is a tough one. I'm, I'm going to go with um, the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm going to say the Penguins... I'm going to say the Penguins in seven. Yeah, I don't think it goes that long. I just think that Crosby-Barzell, if that's your matchup down the middle, I think Barzell's going to get a lesson or two, and uh, it's going to be a tough series for the Islanders. They're going to go out in five. Whoa. Well, I, I, you know, I think same thing, same arguments. I think there's just too much playoff experience there. I think trots will be enough to, to win them a couple games, but I do say Pittsburgh, I'm going to say in six. Pittsburgh in six. Yes. Well, I'm really curious to see what our machine says. I yes. Mean, uh, yeah, well, we've, we've heard, uh, what are the other machines called? There's been Blue. Big Blue, Watson. Yeah. yeah. I was right up there with them. Yeah? Think, okay, let's see I what think. it says. Well, he's a bit weird. Whoa. Uh-oh. Whoa. Um, <laughs> uh, is the paper coming out there? a little there? bit. It's a little bit weird here. Uh, yep, paper. 
And now there's like kind of a yeah, dark smoke coming out of it now. This is different than the smoke from uh, earlier. Uh oh, boys, I think we might have to pull, clear. Pull the plug, pull the plug. Yeah, yeah I think it's on the Let's clear the room. Get out of here, get out of here, guys. Okay, okay clear get out of here. Okay, 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 okay. Back everybody. That was "Burning Down the House" by the Talking Heads, a 1983 track. Yeah, we almost uh, burned down the studio here. The old uh, <laughs> prognostotron had a few problems. Um, yeah, we lost a channel on the soundboard, but uh, should be okay. I got to say, kudos to you, John. You were yeah. uh, a real stalwart in the face of danger. Uh, you got Jeff and I out of there and dealt with the problem. Yeah. I'm looks very like impressed. Looks like your eyebrows uh, got uh, singed a little bit there, buddy. Yes, I, I lost my eyebrows, but that's okay. They'll grow back. Okay, so where are we now? Well, this is everybody's favorite segment. This is Ask the Commish. Sorry, sorry, what was the question? I would totally veto that. What kind of league are we running here anyways? I'll have to consult the rule book on that one. Remember the trade guidelines. Can we get some friendly questions here? You guys have got to dress your players. Got to dress your players. Dress your players. Okay, so you can get your uh, last-minute questions in uh, if you want to send us an email at rodlangwayfanclub at gmail.com. Please do, or you can always tweet us at rodlangwayfanclub. Uh, thanks, everybody, for sticking with us. This is our last episode of the year, so thanks for your contribution to this podcast. So, Mark, what do we have? A tweet? We got a letter? No, it's a tweet. Uh, short and sweet. From Pocket Rocket, he asks simply, who shall hoist the Holy Grail this spring? Yeah, good question, Pocket Rocket. Who will be the champion? Did somebody say a champion? A champion. 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 Nicely done for that, uh, John. Yeah, thanks. Um, well, Pocket Rocket, I have to say the Tampa Bay Lightning. I said at the very beginning of the season, and I'm going to stick with the Tampa Bay Lightning. It is theirs to lose. Well, you said it at the start of the season. I've been calling the Tampa Bay Lightning for, I think this is my fourth season, although I was pressured into saying Winnipeg Jets in our opening show. Mm. Oh. I feel great remorse, and I'm going back to the Tampa Bay Lightning because... They have clearly been the class of the league. I know it's a boring answer, but it's the only answer that makes sense to me. Well, I too feel some remorse because at the beginning of the season, I also picked the Tampa Bay Lightning. But, uh, you know, over the course of the year, I've just felt bad. And I think that's why the Jets haven't been performing so well. It's your fault, John. Yeah, I think they knew that I didn't believe in them. So I'm going to switch around. I'm going to pick the Winnipeg Jets to win the Stanley Cup. And with my support, I think they're going to do it. Ooh, the old switcheroo. Yeah, the old switcheroonskis. Mark, are you worried that the um, Tampa Bay Lightning might become the new San Jose Sharks or maybe even the Washington Capitals before they won, of course, last year? I have no worries at all. Nope. I am. I bet every dollar that I have on this series. Well, well I haven't. But uh, in my heart, I have. And I think this will be their year. <laughs> okay. Okay. And next up, we've got an email. 
Uh, well, we have a Facebook message here from EA94JR. And he just writes, I know a lot about disappointments. What is the biggest disappointment of this NHL season? It's a pretty broad question. I think he means maybe team. So let's let's tackle the teams. Um, I'm going to start it off. Uh, I think the Florida Panthers are a really disappointing team. Uh, a lot of people had them pegged for the playoff spot, taking down the fourth in the Atlantic. Um, and they really weren't in the race for most of the season. Um, the goaltending was, was not great. Um, they've got that star power with Barkov and Huberdeau and Trocek. He got hurt at the start of the year. Um, I just feel like a lot of people are expecting more from that franchise. Yeah, the um, their goaltending really let them down there with uh, Bobby Lou and Reimer and Nett. Just wasn't enough. Yeah, pretty disappointing year. I mean, I must say, though, I've gotten used to being disappointed by this team. Um, for a long time, we've been talking about their prospect pool and how they're an up-and-coming team, and they just seem to never quite break through. Well, reports are, though, that the owner wants to throw some money around this offseason. They're going to be in on all the big free agents. Um, so I think next year is really going to be an all-in kind of year for them. Yeah, I wonder if Bobby Lou will retire and they could sign Bobrovsky. Well, he could be a good backup goaltender for a year or two. I mean, they, they're on the hook for that contract. Both they and the Vancouver Canucks Especially would have Vancouver. to come. Yeah, yeah I know. Right. So they're hoping that Bobby Lou sticks around as long as possible. Yeah. Um, I would say that the biggest disappointment this season would be the Philadelphia Flyers. Yes. Um, you know, they had made some moves in the offseason. They picked up JVR, and they're, they got a great forward group, an up-and-coming uh, blue line. The questions for them always came down to goaltending. And it uh, looks like they found their guy, Carter Hart, but uh, just too little too late. Yeah, rough season there. I mean, on paper, what a team, but yeah, just could not get it done. Yeah, I think most of the disappointing players were on their blue line. You look at uh, Provorov, for example, who really underwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, even Shane Gotsaspir, he was not the same player he was in the previous season. Um, I think that they do have some good young defensemen coming up. Guys like Travis Sanheim, Samuel Morin got a look at the end of the year. So next season should be better. Yes, look out for Nolan Patrick too next year. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, they have a lot to prove. And John, what about for you? What was the team that disappointed the most? Well, I mean, it's hard to argue with a team like the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, they have yeah. arguably the best player in the game in Connor McDavid. And, uh, you know, he had a great season. And this year, they had uh, contributions from Leon Dreisaitl. He was able to break the 100-point barrier and the 50-goal yeah, barrier. 50 goals. And they still couldn't get over the hump and get into the playoffs. I mean, that's a huge disappointment. And it just shows how underwhelming their supporting cast is. Yeah, they're they're really thin beyond those... You know, they got Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who's a really good player. Yeah. But beyond that, the forward group is is laughably bad. Yeah, and they need some serious upgrades on the blue line. Yeah. So, uh, and I was wondering, and maybe this is a, a question our listeners could help us out with, but what was the last team that had 200-point scores and didn't qualify for the playoffs? I, I had a little look. I couldn't find out, but uh, maybe maybe you guys can help us out with that. Good question. Yeah. you got to think it's got to be some kind of 80s team yeah. in that high-scoring era that yeah, maybe missed out. I could out. see it. Yeah. But disappointing year in Edmonton. And of course, very disappointing final game for Edmonton with Connor McDavid going down. It uh, looks like his leg is not broken as we're recording this, but, uh, you know, bad way to end the year. Yeah, that's tough. Tough times at Edmonton. Yeah, it was definitely the cherry on top of that crap Sunday of a season. Yeah. Okay, Mark, what do we have next? Uh, we have an email here from Feifei from Fulong, one of my favorite beaches actually in yeah. Taiwan. Okay, yeah. what's she saying? Well, she's asking about the NHL point system. Um, she writes, A lot of people have complained about how points are given out in the regular season and that there are too many three-point games. Would you guys make any changes to improve things? Well, thank you very much for that question, Feifei. We always appreciate questions from our Taiwanese listeners. That's right, we do. Yeah. Well, Feifei, 
This has been talked about a lot. You know, should they change the system where maybe uh, you get three points for a regular season win, um, two points for an overtime or shootout win, and then one point for a, you know an overtime loss or a shootout loss, um, like they do in the European uh, leagues? Um, I say stick with the stick with the current uh, system. You know, um, I know it, it makes things really tight, and that's what they like about it, right? I mean, here we just finished the last day of the regular season, and it was exciting. We had lots of matchups, you know, whether it be for making the playoffs or for home ice until the very, very end. So I, I like the system the way it is. There goes the commission again, resisting change. Yeah. Yep. Status quo. Mm-hmm. I would like to see some radical changes. Would wow. you? Radical. Okay. Yeah. Like and here they are. Okay. I've come up with the 4-3-2-1 system. Whoa. So here it is. I'm going to break it down for you. If you win in regulation, you get four points. Four? Yes. Uh, a win in the overtime period would be worth three points. If you win in the shootout, I hate the shootout, by the way, you get two points. And then finally, those teams who lose in overtime or in the shootout will get one point. What this is going to do is encourage teams to go for it in regulation and even go for it more in overtime so that we don't have to see so many shootouts. Okay. All right. Well, that is radical, Mark. That's quite radical. We could also see big swings in the standings at the end of the season if you're chasing four-point games. That's true. That's true. Um, A little too radical for me, I'd have to say. Um, I've never really been a big fan of the loser point. I think we should just go straight up two points for a win. Zero points for a loss. Doesn't matter when the win takes place. You know, third period. Really? Time, Just get, get rid of the loser point. No loser point. So you go to the shootout, you've played a really good game, and you lose in the shootout, you get nothing. Well, I mean, we did talk a little bit last time about changing the overtime system. And so, I mean, I would couple that with changing the overtime system and eliminate the shootout. Okay. okay. Right. Well, that's a little more reasonable than yeah. I could maybe I mean, get I, on board with that. Yeah, I don't really like the shootout. So just eliminate that. You win, you get two points. You lose, you get nothing. I'm just glad that Feifei didn't ask us about the playoff format. Right. Well, we seem to get that every year. Every year we yep. get that question. Yeah. Uh, I know. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, we've talked about it. Well, I think we'll skip it this year, right? Let's let's revisit maybe next season. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think we got time for one last question here, John. What do you got? Well, uh, it's not so much of a question. It's more of a statement of fact. Oh. Yeah. Who's this from? Well, uh, this is from our investigative reporter, Connor Morrison. Now, a lot of you listeners might remember at the beginning of the season, there was an op-ed that appeared in the Taipei Times. And it was sort of uh, hinting at the fact that there was a traitor in the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast out to undermine the authority of our commissioner, Jeff Rollman. Yes, I remember that very well. It's been a bit of a dark cloud hovering over the show ever since. Yes, it has. And so, I mean, um, Kamish, you were a little bit upset about that. Mm -hmm. And he um, commissioned our investigative reporter, Connor Morrison, to investigate the situation and uh, come up with a report. Oh, his, his report's out. He has finished his report. He's finished it. Okay. Yeah, it took a long and? time. Well, uh, I have a, a quick summary of that report. There's no sense boring the listeners with all of the details. There's a lot of legal jargon in there, but uh, John has been kind enough here to write us a short summary, which he will now present. Yeah, short summary. So okay, what does the summary, summary say? of his findings. Uh, the summary says, after thorough investigation, the investigative team has determined that there was no plot to undermine the authority of Commissioner Jeff Rollman at the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast. And there was also no collusion between any members of the podcast and any foreign entity. 
Whoa. Yeah, I, I looked it over. Um, it's it's all legit. That's yeah. pretty so much what it says. So you guys have been totally exonerated here. No collusion. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a good turn of events for us. But yeah. hey, you got to trust Connor Morrison. He's, yes. a, he's a man of integrity well, and could substance. I, could I see Connor's report? Well, it's... It, it's There's a long. lot of sensitive material. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to probably do some redacting first before yes. it's released. Um, yeah. Bear with us. Yeah, Rest assured that, that we are being completely forthcoming here and okay. we will get you the full, well, as much as we can get of it anyway. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of names that we, we don't want to expose. You know, we want to keep certain people's identities, you know, and okay. respect their privacy. And, and, all right. And all but we're good now, right? Okay. Yeah, I think yes, it's all guys. Good. All right. We've, we're, we're good. And one, one thing the report did mention is that uh, perhaps there was a little foul play by um, our competitors at the Brad Park Appreciation Society. Oh, really? That podcast? Yes. I hate those guys. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're real sons of bitches. Yes. All right. So well, that's maybe, certainly something we need to okay. look into. Okay, well, maybe we'll dig a little deeper in the off-season. Yes. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. You guys had a good year? Great year. I'm glad everything's good peachy keen my pal yeah that was fun and thanks for sticking with us listeners and i hope you guys enjoy the nhl playoffs it's going to be awesome bring it on yeah Mm -hmm. and i do hope you had yourselves a time well i i i hope you had yourselves a time hope you had yourselves a time hope hope you had time time time